This is The Coacherian, where coaches go to grow. Coacherian, like a terrarium for coaches. It's the pocket-sized podcast for leaders who coach to gain skills and confidence. Welcome to The Coacherian. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Coacherium. We started this podcast early in 2022 to reflect your needs in life and in the workplace, to help you become more self-aware, to bring coaching into your leadership style, and to help you open your mind to new ways of thinking. If you haven't listened before, we are Wendy, Dana, and Gary, and this is the smallest podcast spread over the longest distance, 5,000 miles from right here in San Diego via Dallas to London, England. We're all coaches, but we've all also been leaders in the corporate world. It's why we talk about real-life topics and ideas that you can put into practice right away. If we're talking about it, we've probably used it ourselves. Before we get into today's topic, Dana and Gary, I have a little question to ask you. What is something that you learned as an adult that you wished you'd learn sooner? So something you wish you knew when you were a kid, for example. Okay. I'm going to say this is hilarious, but my mom was always working. So I did not learn how to cook very well. (laughs) So I had to teach myself how to cook. Um, And I wish that I had learned how to cook as a child. Now my daughter got the cooking gene and she's an amazing cook and that's her business. She's baking. So um, yeah, I wish that I had learned to, to be a good cook younger so that Mm. I didn't have to learn it later in life. Yeah. Gary. So for me, I spent eight years of medical school struggling to be organized, struggling to study, struggling to write. And then when I left medical school, I went into consulting, not into hospital medicine. Um, And there I got like really intense training on how to be structured and organized and how to build slides and how to do analysis and things. And I was like, this would have been so useful in the last eight years of my life. So I'm amazed that I got all the way through medical school without, without really good sort of how to be structured and organized that those kind of skills, I just sort of made it up as I went along and things I do now, I'm like, it would have been so much easier if I could do, I've done this back then. Mm. Well, and my example is that early on in my career, I was writing curriculum about web design and web development, and I was sent to a training school to learn how to write test questions, to write good test questions. And that taught me basically how to figure out how to answer a question when I don't even really know much about it. I learned this whole phrase called plausible distractor. And, uh, and I wish I'd known that when I was a kid, I would have gotten way better score on the SATs, (laughs) man. Wow. Or just any test in general, had I known there's like a trick behind it all. Wow. I'll tell you what my school report said. My school report for both French and German said, guesses sensibly. That was my feedback. I was like, great. Yeah. Well, and that's (laughs) the whole point. Yeah. Being able to guess sensibly. I like that. I've used that skill throughout my career. (laughs) Well, today we're going to have another episode in our quick tips series. And this is where we all respond to share our favorite tip about a certain topic. And today's is what is your favorite tip for the first week of a new role? And so I 
wanted to be the one to share first about this one because I am the most recent to have a new role amongst the three of us. And so I was recently, you know, a lot of people are asking me, Wendy, how's your new role going? How's, you know, what's that looked like? And I was telling a group of people that I feel like it's so much like being in kindergarten. (laughs) And here's my reason for saying that. I remember when my kids were first, when they were little and they were first going to school and the teachers would say, well, you can expect that kindergartners in September will need to sleep more. They will probably be grumpier than normal. And this is all okay. And this is very typical. You should expect this behavior from your new students. And I feel like that's what I'm experiencing now. And I was sharing this story with a group of people. And one of the people in that group has a PhD in neurobiology. And he says, Wendy, this makes total sense. You realize your brain is having to take in a whole lot of new things and it has to process all of that learning. And so two things, the two things you mentioned make total sense. A, you have to sleep a lot because that's when a lot of this is getting processed and B, you're, you're less likely to be able to manage your moods because that kind of takes a back seat to processing all of this new stuff you're learning. And so this is my biggest tip is to remember that starting a new role is a lot like kindergarten. Resonates <laughs> so, so much. Gary, um, what do you think? I, I, I resonate with the it's exhausting. Um, so I, I'll tell you what I wrote when, when I was thinking about this question. Um, I wrote what I genuinely think the right answer is, which is show up, leave your ego at the door, listen, 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 and try to give mm. as few opinions as possible. That's the right answer. And then I was like, I didn't do this very well at all. <laughs> um, and I'm like, but then I gave myself a little get out, which is I'm usually arriving in situations that feel like a bit of crisis or a bit of jeopardy uh, where there's no time to waste. But even then, at the end of the day, I always have to check in with myself because I, so in, in Clifton Strength's terms, I'm a very, very high activator. So I'm really comfortable with getting in, in a situation where it's like, start, you don't know what's going on, but just go. Um, and actually that's not necessarily a great way to kind of embed and, 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 and build with the team. So every day I'm having to check in with myself and reflecting on whether that day I've hit the mark or whether I need to dial it down or dial it up. And generally, actually, it's, it's a lot of dial it down and a little bit of dialing it up. The dial it down is mm-hmm. to keep listening and to hold back from trying to form opinions too quickly. And the dial it up actually is in the energy levels that to, to your point, Wendy, that it, it can be quite exhausting with meeting lots of new people and just hearing lots of new things and trying to figure it all out. And sometimes you know, your energy level can kind of drop just because of that, that weight of, of a volume of stuff that's, that's going on. So being able to, to bring your sort of brightest self to the table, I think is, is also really important because it's that first impression you're creating with people. So yeah, so, so it, it's interesting for me. I know what the right answer is and I don't do it very well. So that's mm-hmm. me. Dana. So I think I, you both said listening, which is huge. I love the kindergarten story. I think that was a good uh, metaphor for um, starting a new role and just knowing it's something new. Um, this has come up quite a bit recently, and I put together a chart just for 
our coaches is to help us think through what do we, what do we do if we're going through transition? And I think first thing is just have your personal brand story ready to go so that as you introduce yourself and you go on what I would call listening to her and meet your team, meet your coworkers, meet all the people you want to meet with, that you have a something ready in your back pocket that you can say about yourself in a way that's not self-effacing, but is just, you know, here's who I am. Here's my story. Just kind of a quick little something they can remember you by. And I think um, creating that safety for um, that open communication um, is, is huge. And I think that all comes with, with the listening tour of spending time with one-on-ones with each person and making sure that you're getting to know them, understanding their roles, um, what are their preferred communication styles, because everybody's going to be different and what they need. But think about what you would want um, from your new leader that they would be coming. What would you want them to ask you and you provide that for them? And I think just letting them know, I think communication is king. You know, the next three weeks, I'm going to be on this listening tour and this is what I'm going to be doing. Even though you might have, like, as Gary said, a lot of projects to do and get done. But if you let them know that that's going to be a priority for you to get to know each of them, I think they're going to care and know that you care about them and you're not going to just jump into whatever needs to get done in in the fire. So I think, I think that's important. And, and just knowing that you want to be that person they're going to come to with feedback and comments and questions and concerns and creating that psychologically safe environment for them. But it starts with that listening to her and and then the communication. So letting people know, Hey, this is what I want to do. These first couple of weeks is, is going to be important. And then you'll be building in, you know, the tools that you'll be finding for them. And then what is a healthy hybrid work? You know, what is the culture? What do you need to do? But you've got to do all that research first. And, and every, every area is different. So I, I think we're all saying the same thing with listening. Um, and then I would add communication onto that and, and letting them know. But it's just a, you see yourself as going on listening to her. Have your brand story ready to go if they want to ask about you. And so they get to know you. Um, as you acclimate to the team. So those are my tips. What I really like about these topics that we talk about is very often to go with the, what do I do when I'm in that situation is what do I do if there's somebody about to be in that situation in my team or around me? And I'm sitting there, you know, thinking about this topic tomorrow morning, I've got a new senior member of my team Mm. who's joining for the first time. Um, And in two weeks time. So, so the beginning of their, third week in role, we're launching a product into the market. So there isn't going to be a window of, you know, can you for three weeks go around the organization, listen Mm -hmm. to people and then start activating because we have Mm -hmm. to start activating straight away. So it's making me think about what do I have to put in place for that person to be able to balance that come and roll your sleeves up and and get stuck in, but at the same time be able to do, because obviously people join roles for the long term, you know, the yeah, fact that yeah. two weeks time, something big is happening shouldn't mean that that person doesn't get to land, you know, and, and, and establish in role in the right way, you know, uh, in, in as the way that both you, Wendy and Dana both have talked about. So then that getting that balance right as a leader is really important to think when you've got people joining your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, in summary, thinking about what all of us have shared, it's this idea of expectations. It's Mm -hmm. what are the expectations that the person has, whether it's me starting a new job, do I have an expectation? You know, I know I asked my new boss, I said, from the beginning, even before I started, what are the expectations that you have for me in the first 30 days? And he said, nothing. And that was, that was amazing, right? It's, he said, I just want you to, to learn, right? To get to know who everybody is. But as far as an output, I don't have an expectation as, you know, in terms of output. So I think that is so key here is uh, having the right expectations, both from the leadership standpoint for, on the people that are coming in and you as a person, right? Uh, understanding that there's a ton of learning, that you're going to be tired, you might be grumpy, and uh, that it is like you just said, Gary, it's something you're in for the long haul. So you want to do it right. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that's awesome. We hope that everyone else has been enjoying these conversations as much as we are. See if there's something from today's topic that you can put into practice right away. Find us and follow us on LinkedIn and engage with our posts there and on other social media platforms to keep in touch with new content as it drops. Tell your friends about the Coacherium and listen in next time. Gary, Dana, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Wendy. Wendy. Thank you, Gary. This has been another episode of The Coacherium. Follow, like, and subscribe to our content to receive updates on future episodes. Join us again soon in The Coacherium.